Unprepared to engage Mormon missionaries when they knock on your door? Perhaps the book Mormonism 101 will help. Mormonism 101, published by Baker Book. Available at your favorite Christian bookstore. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Our thanks to Adams Road Band for that musical introduction. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week we've been looking at an email that Eric received from a young man. He's a student at a Christian high school in Southern California, the same school that Eric used to teach at. Uh, I've got to say, Eric, I've been very impressed with a lot of the questions that he said he brought up when having a conversation with this young Latter-day Saint girl who he met at a conference. It was not a, an LDS conference, but they just started talking about what they believed. And I've been very impressed with the questions that he's raised. I thought he did a very good job listening and a very good job at forming his questions after he heard this young lady's answer. There was something that he relates in this email where he says that she, this would be the young woman that he was talking to, she ultimately does not really care what certain members of the Mormon church have stated, whether it be Joseph Smith or Brigham Young or any apostles, if it contradicts her views of Mormonism. Now, when I read that, I thought, if he were to say that to her face, she would probably deny it, I would assume, because that's, that's a pretty bold statement and a pretty bold conclusion, I would say. But here's what's important. This young man took away that impression from the conversation he was having with her, so maybe she wouldn't uh, say it quite that way. That's at least the impression he got when talking to her, that it didn't really matter what Joseph Smith or Brigham Young or any of the LDS leaders of the church, if it contradicts her view of Mormonism, she was willing to reject all those statements. Statements that we would say, uh, you're probably not supposed to do that if you're a faithful member of the church. See, this is where that phrase cafeteria Mormonism comes from that we've been talking about this week. You get to pick and choose what you like, get rid of what you don't like. When it comes time for her to get her temple recommend, because she's only in high school, so that's going to come at a later time, and she says the thing that she's saying here— do you think that she's going to get her temple recommend? I would say no. They're not going to accept her kind of feelings that I don't agree with what the brethren have said in the past or even in the present if it disagrees with my view of what Mormonism is. And that is postmodernism, I think, very clearly. And this is what we're seeing today in the church. Many, especially young people, Gen Zs, who are taking their own brand, as you put it, cafeteria Mormonism, and creating a new religion of its own. And I, and some might say, well, Bill, is it really fair that you're, you're responding to what a teenager or a young person said about what they believe? 
Perhaps that would seem a little unfair if it were not for the fact that we have heard adults say these very same things. This is not something that is only for young people. We've seen it among all the age groups where people think that they can reject something Brigham Young said or Joseph Smith said or even what the current leaders are saying, and somehow that is okay. If Mormonism's true, that isn't okay. And as I said, that is not how Mormonism operates. And I think we've made it very clear just by some of the quotes that we gave earlier in the week regarding what is cafeteria Mormonism. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to take everything that the leadership has given you, everything that the true church, which of course would be the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, according to their opinion, has given for its people. But then this young man says this to you. This is because she believes focusing on what Jesus did matters. Now that's an interesting statement because this is supposed to be Jesus's true church. And she's obviously recognized that what these guys were teaching isn't something that Jesus would have said or Jesus wouldn't have done. Doesn't that become a serious accusation against her church that she has leaders, especially even the founder of the church and his successor, Brigham Young? She sees them as doing things they shouldn't have done and saying things they shouldn't have said. I can appreciate her honesty. I'm having a problem with her consistency because I would hope that a Latter-day Saint, when they see this kind of inconsistency, would recognize the fact that this isn't the true church of Jesus Christ, as it claims. When he walks away with the impression that her disagreement is based on this idea that she's focusing only on what Jesus did, and that's what matters to her. How does she know what Jesus did, and and why would that matter? Unless perhaps she's reading the New Testament, and I can only hope she is. And if she were to be reading the New Testament, she would find very clearly that we're talking about a different Jesus, which makes me ask the question, if that's what she's doing, why is she still defending this church as she apparently is to this young man? It doesn't sound like she's believing that the church is anything less than true. It's just that she has some problems with the leaders in the church. Bill, I had given some feedback to that first email that we've read from, and then he wrote me again. This is what he said. Thank you for your advice. It was very helpful in the next conversation I had. She spoke about how in Utah, where she's from, there's a countercultural movement against religion overall. And then I asked her how, since she denies certain core tenets of Mormonism, how she isn't contributing to it as well, because she's going against the Mormon church's teaching. How could she call herself a Mormon? Brilliant question, and I think it's a great question. It shows that this young man is actually listening to what she is saying to him. And this is what we tell people all the time. Listen very carefully to what they're saying because it should help you formulate your next question. Never accuse, always ask questions. And this is exactly what he does. How can you deny a lot of the primary teachings of your church while at the same time claiming the title that you belong to that church? Now, he uses the word Mormon. She may have used that word, too. Maybe she doesn't like that Russell M. Nelson said, don't use that word any longer. And she still does. I don't know. But yet... He asks a very good question. How can you deny all these things and then still claim to be a member of that church, at least a consistent member of the church? I think that's fair. 
she mentions how in Utah there's a countercultural movement against religion overall. When he says it's religion overall, I can only respond to that by saying, well, that's something that's happening everywhere. And that shouldn't surprise any of us as Christians because Jesus said that was going to happen. We shouldn't be shocked by that. But you would think so in Mormonism, they might be a little bit shocked that here's the only true church on the face of the earth, and they they are having the same problems here. I don't know how that excuses her. It doesn't seem to excuse her. And I was glad the way this young man kind of caught her on that and said, well, wait a minute, if that's a bad thing, aren't you doing it as well? Unless you think it's a good thing. Maybe she does. I don't know. He continues in his email and says, she responded how she and her brother who is now a Muslim who left the Mormon church, were actually kicked out of seminary before. Then went on to say down the line just about how the Mormon church isn't about Joseph Smith and it isn't about Brigham Young. They don't worship Mormon. It's about Jesus. That's why she considers Mormons and herself Christians, and she doesn't care about the history of the Mormon church and Joseph Smith's interpretation, not translation of the Book of Mormon, and his statements not found in it, such as there being many gods before God. And then he says things then kind of got confusing from here. And I'm going to say it should certainly be confusing because this is not the standard Latter-day Saint that he's talking to. She's, she's disagreeing with a lot of things. Perhaps Bill, the reason why she and her brother, who's now a Muslim, were kicked out of seminary. Perhaps she is showing disagreement by coming up with her own version, and the leaders at the church, the teachers, were saying, you can't do that, you're out of here. I don't know what kind of disruption she might have been causing. You're right. We don't know. It could have been that she was just simply asking some standard questions like, well, where are you getting this? How do you support that? What about this aspect of history? What about that aspect of history? Certainly, probing questions like that are not usually met very well by a seminary teacher. And we should we should say here that seminary in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is more for high schoolers. It's not a postgraduate education, let's say, where an individual is seeking to go into the ministry. It's not like that in the LDS Church. She went on to say about how the Mormon Church isn't about Joseph Smith and isn't about Brigham Young. Let, let me just respond to that. It most certainly is about Joseph Smith. There's no way you can escape that. I know they don't worship Joseph Smith. We've said that many times on this show. But they certainly hold Joseph Smith in a very high regard. They have to because they believe that he was called by God to restore true Christianity back to the earth. But when she says they don't worship Mormon, of course, they don't. They have a book called the Book of Mormon, but Mormon was a character in that book. He, they don't worship him. But when she says it's, it's about Jesus, that's why she considers Mormons and herself Christians. Well, they've always considered themselves to be Christians. They've always considered themselves to be the only true Christians. In fact, I think they kind of patronize us when they allow us to use that title for ourselves. But if their theology is true, we really can't be Christians according to their theology. There's syncretism going on here, Bill. And Later in the letter, he says this, she claimed to have accepted Jesus as her Savior when I asked her and believed that going through the Mormon ordinances would lead her to be more Christ-like, acting as if it were like the process of sanctification. I mean, she has the right words. I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. We hear Latter-day Saints say that regularly. Oh, but I need to go through the Mormon ordinances as well. I bet she's going to believe that uh, the, the temple is going to be necessary for her if she wants to be with her family forever. 
it's interesting. She needs to almost be taught what Mormonism really is, as we're trying to do this week, before she would go on and make this statement that I'm a believer in Jesus as my Savior. When I read that portion in the paragraph, Diego, who's writing this email to you, said that she was talking about participating in Mormon ordinances as something that would merely make her more Christ-like. And then he notices this. I love how he says in, in the parentheses, acting as if it were like the process of sanctification. Diego catches that only because he's being astute, and, and I commend him for that. How many other Christians would have missed that? This seems to be what the Mormons are doing now. These are things that they must do, according to their church, in order to be justified. Now they're explaining it to people like us and people who are not members as if, well, that's just to make us a better Christian or to focus more on Jesus. That's deceptive because that would be what we call sanctification, and that's not what it is in Mormonism. These are necessary in order to be justified. You must do these things if you hope, for instance, to eventually have your sins forgiven. If you hope to get into the celestial kingdom, you must do all these things. And I just would say, I would add on to that, Bill, that I think Diego needs to continue to do what he's doing. Keep sharing the good news, and those who are listening, do the same. Follow Diego's example. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.